For me, the deal breaker is when someone has a tool in their hand that will fix their problem and they go, I don't want to use this tool. I'm just going to continue to do my life my way. And I know the bad consequences. I know, I know the hurt that it causes right. and I don't care. And when they are that blunt about it, that right there makes it pretty hard to fight for a marriage. Right. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, how to know if your marriage is worth saving. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. You got it? Is my microphone in a good spot? Your microphone's in a great spot. You can hear me? It's one of the best spots ever. Talk to me. Talk to you. It looks very good. Okay. What are we talking about? Is your marriage worth saving? How do you know if your marriage is worth saving? This one seems like a risky one to me. Why? Well, because coming from the background of a Bible-believing background. Right. Church background where divorce is frowned upon frowned upon exactly um and only really two reasons for which are what uh when your spouse is cheating on you infidelity infidelity and if your spouse is an unbeliever I don't remember what the other one is actually. And they want to leave. And you they can, and they want to you can, you can release, release them. them. Yes. I hadn't actually thought about that for for a very long time. So. Old school New Testament stuff. Right. Yeah. So yeah. so when you ask the question of is a marriage worth saving, it's like ooh. And now, however, I have to say that I think every marriage is worth saving because marriage is really important. Right. I know that's a really dumb way to put it. So philosophically, but, principally, yes. marriages are worth fighting for. Yes, but... We also live in a practical world. Right, where uh, there can be <clears throat> physical abuse going on, right. and that is not... Or emotional abuse. Or emotional or spiritual abuse. spiritual abuse. Yes, exactly. All sorts of abuse. And and so it, within my my framework i think how does that fit within yeah the value system that i was brought up in i think this is actually a, an important topic to talk about because i i think there are some deal breakers that make a marriage unsustainable it's actually impossible to to remain in the marriage because the marriage cannot survive and being able to look at those issues being able to look at the or answer those questions so you actually know is my marriage worth fighting for or are we at that point where it is a deal breaker? It needs to be done. I need to call it. It's actually unhealthy to continue to try to fight for this marriage. Right. And again, our whole program is called Secure Marriage. We believe that everyone can have a secure marriage, but that's not a carte blanche. That is not right. a, it works in every situation, every time, no matter what the issue. I think it's actually foolish and naive to make that kind of promise or claim. Right. And so I think this, this episode is actually a pretty important one because I know that there are people out there who are wondering, is my marriage beyond hope or is my marriage worth fighting for? Right. 
Um, that just breaks my heart to think that there's marriages that just cannot be salvaged. Yeah. That I just, I just don't want to have to say that. But it, the truth is, we live in a fallen world, and there yeah. are marriages that just cannot. Can't make it, won't make it. Right. Or it's actually unhealthy to try to make it work. Right. And. I've had to wrestle with this as a Christian counselor because, sure. again, I come from that same perspective of, you know, marriage is sacred and it's a covenant that you make and you want to fight for it. But hearing the stories I've heard in my office, um, I, I have actually come to a conclusion where I think that you can step away from a marriage uh, and still do it in a God-honoring sort of way. Um, and it is healthy and appropriate and necessary to do that even though it's painful to recommend right. that. I'm thinking of the clients that um, came into my office years ago and uh, the wife was in significant distress because uh, several of the behaviors that the husband was engaging in wasn't infidelity, but it was um, clearly abusive, clearly um, narcissistic, basically. Mm. He was so focused on his own needs and despite lots of attempts at marriage counseling, lots of attempts at other people kind of intervening and kind of speaking into their lives, speaking into his lives, into his life. Um, and now they're sitting in my office, finally going, you know, is there anything that can be done? And I'm asking him the very blunt questions. Are you willing to um, adjust your lifestyle, adjust your choices because you are living with your wife. You're right. not, you're not an independent person anymore. He looked me straight in the eyes and go, no, I don't, I shouldn't have to do that. I, I should have freedom to do whatever I want to do. And she should adjust to that. I turned to her and I looked her straight in the eyes and I said, this marriage will not make it because, because he is not living a married life. He's living an individual right, life. Exactly. And that comes from a mental health issue. He clearly was diagnosed with narcissistic personality disorder. He lacks the capacity to understand the needs or perspectives of other human beings. And in a marriage, that's a deal breaker. Right. That's a that's a huge deal breaker. That that puts a, a lot of burden and weight on the the spouse who has the emotional capacity but isn't getting that met back into them. That's like we talk about the the uh, unconventional couple. Yep. And when you're working to meet the needs of your spouse yeah. and filling into them, yeah. but they're not working to meet the ne your needs, no. your cup is draining, their cup is filling, plus they're filling their own cup. Yep. So their cup is overflowing. And while you're just... Completely empty. Empty, yes. Yeah. yeah that makes a marriage unsurvivable. Right. Um, another thing that I see in my office all the time is someone who comes in and recognizes, yes, I have bad behavior. Yes, I need to change it. Um, yes, um, I think that that would actually help the marriage, but I'm already checked out. I don't actually want to invest time and energy trying to fix this marriage. They've already withdrawn. They've already checked out. Um, and again, sitting in my office, I always ask couples who are who are on the couch in front of me, um, how willing are you to work on this marriage? And if one person says, I'm, I'm still all in, I still want to make it work. And the other person says, I don't know, I don't think so. Or flat out, I don't want to work on this marriage, even though I know I have problems. 
Right. That's not narcissistic. That's just, I'm done. That's and that I, hopeless. I'm, I'm yeah. right. And I'm, I just want to move on. I want to cut my losses. I want to move on. Um, a marriage can't survive. It's impossible. You can't have right. one person working on the marriage exactly. and the other person actively working to end the marriage. Right. If that person is passive, they're not actively working to end the marriage. They're not doing anything to help the marriage, but they're, they're, they're being passive. I still think there might be a little bit of hope there because as you continue to still live um, admirably, you act within right. your own integrity, you still are acting sacrificially. That actually creates an invitation. Right. I was going to say that to people for people to change. Yeah, we talk about that a lot too. That's hard. That's a hard scenario. I absolutely know that's a hard scenario. Right. Um, but I still don't think that's a deal breaker right. yet. There, there's still hope there. Yes. There's that that yeah. hope piece. Well, we've talked about some of the things that are obviously not sustainable in a marriage, and that's when you wouldn't fight. You just trying to fight for your marriage at that point right. is kind of like spinning your wheels and getting nowhere. Yeah. So, what are the what are some of the things that people are going? Is my my marriage worth fighting for? Yeah. Um, what are some of those positive things? Yeah. Um, this one would be kind of hard or difficult, um, but I actually don't think infidelity or an affair is a deal breaker in and of itself. Some mm -hmm. people would use that as, oh, I'm out. I right. have permission to leave now. And so they can leave. And I can understand the trust has been broken. The betrayal's too strong. And they might want to do that. And, and the marriage can't survive that. Um, but one instance of infidelity isn't necessarily a deal breaker if, and here's the great big if, right. if the person who was unfaithful takes full responsibility right does a full disclosure, you guys get professional help to walk through that process. And they have, with their own impetus, with their own motivation, they are saying, I need to do this work. I need to get healthy for right. myself, not for my marriage, not for my spouse, for me. I screwed up. I made the wrong decision. I was um, inappropriate, disrespectful. Um, and I need to become a better human being. And this right. affair kind of woke me up to just how bad my life has gotten. And I have seen that. I have seen people who have made horrific choices like that. And, and the consequences are incredibly painful sure. to spouses, to kids, to other family, to the, you know, the other person who was involved in their right. family. It, it, it has a lot of, of long reaching consequences. Right. As, as well as the community around Huge you, especially community. if you're in very involved within your community or if you're in a leadership type exactly. position. But when they own that, it will take years they can heal from that and marriages absolutely can survive that. Right. What I think is a deal breaker when it comes to infidelity um, is usually patterns of infidelity. Right. So this isn't the first time, it's the third time, it's the second time, it's the ninth time. Or there has been patterns of being caught in smaller lies or unfaithfulness, might not be infidelity, right. but some sort of deceit or trust breaking behavior. And this has just escalated to that. That communicates to me that it is actually a pattern. Right. It is, It is. this isn't a first time offense. And 
because it's a pattern, that person hasn't demonstrated remorse or responsibility right. saying, I need to take responsibility and change this in myself. They're still looking for ways to get away with it. They're right. still looking for ways to um, maintain their bad behavior and not deal with the core issues. Right. So patterns of bad behavior is what I look sure. for. So we talked a little bit about the infidelity piece. What about maybe a couple who, uh, one of them has discovered that their spouse is struggling with pornography and it's been an ongoing issue. Is that worth fighting for? Yeah. Uh, same rules apply there. If the person is willing to take full responsibility, do a full disclosure, um, and start doing the work so that they become a healthy human being, not so they can just make their spouse happy, not so right. they can appease them exactly. or, or you know, get out of the doghouse or anything else like right. that. If they recognize, oh my gosh, my life has become so unmanageable and, and out of control and now I've been caught and I need to deal with this, um, that's not a deal breaker. That's that marriage can absolutely still be saved. It's painful. Yeah, it's very very painful. And there's there actually has to be work on both both people's yeah both spouses' parts. Yep. Because when you're hurt that badly, you have to do your own work in healing as well. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Other issues like pornography would be addiction issues because right. pornography is an addiction. Um, so uh, substances, alcohol, drugs. Um, being married to an addict, um, and that could that could also include a shop a shopping shopping because food, for women work. maybe yeah yeah. Little side note here: there's two types of addictions. One is is um, substances. So again, external things, alcohol, drugs, um, uh, things you put into your body in that way. Those are always much easier addictions to deal with mm -hmm. versus behavioral addictions. So work, sex, mm -hmm. eating, right, um, all those kinds of things, uh, exercise. Those are behavioral. You're not. It's not a substance. It's something you're doing. Right. Substances you can actually abstain from. You can actually go. I can live the rest of my life and never have a drink and still be a healthy human being. Right. You can't actually abstain from behaviors. You're a sexual being. You are still. You have. You have. You need to still be aware of your sexuality. You can't stop working. You can't stop eating. Right. You can't exactly. stop purchasing things because you need to. You know, sustain your life here. So moderation is the only option for behavioral addictions. And moderation is always harder than harder, abstinence. Right. But again, it can be it can be regulated. But if you have addiction issues in your marriage and they are just being found out, then again, I don't think that's a deal breaker in the marriage. I think that you can um, see if that person is willing to say, yes, I am addicted to this. Yes, it's a problem. Yes, I need to take responsibility. Yes, I need help. And I need to do this for myself. I need to become a better human being and 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 work through this issue. And now that I've been caught, I am now prompted to look at my stuff. Right. Problem is most addicts have done that over and over and over and over again. It's back to that pattern of behavior. Right. Um, that's why it's called an addiction. It's, right. it's hard to just stop. Right. And, and not saying that addiction is a deal breaker, but addiction requires a graduate level of being able to, for the spouse to know how to maintain boundaries, how to not be codependent, how to have right. your own support systems, how to have uh, consequences right. that you perpetually or, or potentially step into over and over again right. when they 
when your spouse relapses or has a problem like right. that? Well, I think I think <clears throat> it's particularly important, especially in the addiction realm, is it always seems to be that it's it kept a secret. Yep. And so when when you share that with your spouse, Huge. number one, you've come out of that secrecy, yep. which helps prevent the relapse. The relapses happen when those secrets start to come up again, yep. when you're starting to feel like you're going to struggle and you can't share that with your spouse or you don't feel like you can share that with your spouse. Yeah. So having that openness, you have to be willing to tell your spouse who is struggling with an, an addiction, I am willing to hear when you are beginning to struggle or when you're starting to feel those signs of, which is really difficult and really painful to to know that your spouse is struggling with that. And then those fears of where that's going to go or where it can lead to. Um, And also then having a huge support system. You have to have that monster support system around you of people outside of your marriage that will hold that you can say, this is where I'm at. This is where I feel like I'm starting to go. I need to talk about it. I need to get that out and open. Yeah. So that secrecy piece, that openness piece has to happen right. as well. And right. that when that happens, then there's hope. These are all the big issues. I think these are right. kind of the obvious ones. Sure. Let's back it up a bit and say, okay, there's no addiction issue. There's no abuse issue, but you're just miserable in your marriage. You're constantly fighting with your spouse. You guys still don't um, see things eye to eye. And, and or you feel like you're just walking around the house as roommates, as roommates, the roommate syndrome again. Right. Um, That comes back to the question of, is my marriage worth fighting for? Right. Because I think the question you're asking there is, can I be happy again? Can I actually like my marriage and like my spouse again? There's no, there's no major, again, major issue, no addiction issue, no infidelity. It's just, um, we've kind of grown apart. It's it's actually called the drift where you guys have just drifted apart and you're not connected in that way. Is it worth fighting for? My answer to that would be absolutely yes. Is it easy? No. No. But that's why you that's why it's called fighting for it. Yes. It, because you actually have to work for it. Yeah. But it's possible and it can happen. And the thing that makes it the hardest to fight for your marriage is when you don't know what to do. Exactly. You recognize I'm miserable. You recognize you wanted to get better, but you can't span that gap because you don't know how to get from unhappy to happy again. Right. And that is the exact reason why we have built the secure marriage framework. Right. Because when you have that framework, you can actually quickly identify, here's the core issues that I need to work on. Your spouse can identify the core issues they are working on and it provides that path step by step on how to get from unhappy to happy yeah. again. Now, again, it requires both of you to, to, to work on the marriage, to be able to, to address that. Right. Eventually, both of you have to work on it. Usually it's one person taking that, that initial step, right. husband or wife, who just goes, I need to start working on myself. I need to, I need to make this initiative. It's often not the case where both of you go, yes, let's find an online program that's going to help right, our marriage exactly. and make us happier. Exactly. One person usually does that, and, and that's okay. That's how it starts. But then when you start changing yourself and the other person goes, how are you getting better? Well, it's because of this thing here. It's called secure marriage. And right. And it's interesting because it really, truly is simple things, things that you that you just kind of take for granted in your yeah. in your marriage. Openness. Yeah. That's 
well, of course we should be open, but a lot of times we don't think about it. We don't, we don't actively think about yeah. being open. We don't actively think about how that plays out in your marriage. Yeah. And some people just don't even know that that's nope. necessary. Nope. But it, it's a simple, simple thing yep. to and, add. And once you have a framework, you now actually have labels. You have those awareness of, right. oh, this is why this fight is happening. Or this is why we're disconnected on some random Tuesday night. <laughs> right. And this is what I need to do to change it. Exactly. And once you have those very clear step-by-step solutions and courses of action, you actually start to feel hope again. And you right. start to go, oh, fighting for my marriage doesn't seem impossible anymore. And because, so I can continue to fight right. for it. And because now I have something that I can actually grasp onto yep. and hold on to it and use that as yep. opposed to just feeling like you're floundering around with nothing. Like, I just don't know what to do. Yeah. For me, the deal breaker is when someone has a tool in their hand that will fix their problem and they go... I don't want to use this tool. They right. put it down or I I don't believe in the tool. I don't want to use the tool. The tool is too hard and I'm just going to continue to do my life my way. And I know the bad consequences. I know I know the hurt that it causes right. and I don't care. I'm going to just continue to do that. And when they are that blunt about it, that right there makes it pretty hard to fight for a marriage. Right. It does. Because that's actually a conscious choice of someone going, I will not fight for my marriage. And when that happens, um, the marriage is unsustainable. Right. Exactly. But when someone goes, I want to get better, I just don't know how yet, and we need a good tool, even if it's hard and painful, that's the marriage you still fight for. Right. That is a marriage that is still worth um, engaging with and and trying over and over because again even a new tool like the secure marriage online workshop and the framework that we use you might you might watch it once or twice and it still takes a little while to get used to it you're still it's still a newbie you're still right. a newbie it's still new yeah, to you're you. not going to be able to do everything you're not going to master I'll, it no right right away yep. but you keep going back going okay that one didn't work let me go back and watch the video one more time okay this is what i'm supposed to do again this is what it looks like this right. is what it sounds like this is what i missed right and it and it may be that you that that you try one of the tools and that doesn't work because you have another piece that really needs to be worked on even before that. And yeah. it's just kind of like you learn one thing which opens up a whole new world for all these other yeah. things that just ah fall into place now. Exactly. So. And to be honest with you, secure marriage framework isn't the only tool out oh, there. No. I mean, there's been a lot of good marriage tools out there long before you and I were sure. married. Um, it's just picking up a tool, a tool, and exactly. actually using it. If you don't know some of those other tools and you happen to be listening to this podcast right now, securemarriage.com is the place where you can pick up our tool. And again, that tool has actually been developed out of 16 years of me sitting with hundreds of couples and finding out the things that actually practically work. This isn't theory. Right. I know these tools and this framework actually works. Um, well, and we've used them in our marriage We as use it well. all the time in our marriage, so we're a little biased, <laughs> un understandably. Um, and, and we want other couples. We want other couples to understand and have access right. to these tools so that they don't feel hopeless and they don't have to wonder, is my marriage worth fighting for? Right. 
So if you're listening to this and you're going, okay, I'd like to have a tool and I'd like to like to see this would help our marriage. It begins with three free videos at securemarriage.com where we take you through the, um, the idea of getting off the conflict cycle and onto the connection cycle and, and how to improve your communication in that. And then from there, you have the opportunity to um, uh, check out the online workshop. Um, it's got eight modules. It's probably four or five hours of five minute videos. We put them into yeah. very digestible chunks. So you're not having to watch an hour and falling asleep. <laughs> I, I would fall asleep. I would fall asleep at our own videos. So five minute fun, if easy, they were long. easy to digest videos that um, will make sense. And you can watch anytime, anywhere, whenever you need a reminder um, so that you don't feel lost, you don't feel helpless, you don't have to wonder anymore on how to get from unhappy to happy in your marriage. It begins at securemarriage.com, so. Right, and I was thinking, why don't we also give away a freebie today <clears throat> and uh, give away oh. the 25 rules to fighting fair? 25 rules to fighting fair, we absolutely can do that. I think that would be a great idea. That would be at least the first tool to maybe start trying out. How do we want to do that? Uh, can we just go to securemarriage.com forward slash fighting fair? All one word, all lowercase. That'll yeah. be a nice tool that you can print out and put on your refrigerator. Yeah. And just, you have something now to just start with. So I mean, you, when, you, when you have a fight and you're playing by the same rules, that makes the fight much better. Right, exactly. That's why we call it 25 Rules of Fighting Fair. Yep, so go to securemarriage.com forward slash uh, fighting fair, all one word, lower all case lowercase letters, and you can uh, print that out. Yep. Just download it and enjoy it. Yeah. Um, other than that. I think that's it. You. Nope. Oh. Nope. Um, do all the other stuff. Other than that, uh, if you want to find more information yep. about us, you can go to our Facebook page, Secure Marriage. Yep. You can find us on Instagram where we post pictures and little doohickeys and did diddly dads and doohickeys and doodly dads <laughs> we are the hip generation on instagram <laughs> we make pretty pictures with words <laughs> to help your marriage oh. oh you can find out a lot about us on there we have yep. a, a youtube channel yep. where you can see lots and lots of videos that we've posted um and uh, if you haven't podcast, yes, I was just about to say, if you haven't subscribed to our podcast, if you've just come across it and you haven't yeah. subscribed, go ahead and subscribe to the Secure Marriage podcast on iTunes or whatever your favorite podcast app is. Yep. Uh, give us a review. Yeah. Put some stars down for us. We actually would appreciate a review right. and uh, and uh, giving us a rating because that helps other people find the podcast and helps their marriage as well. That's the whole yep. reason we put this information out there is because we want as many people as possible to work on their marriage. So the reviews help. Yep. Other than that. I think that's it. Who are we? Uh, we are Paul and Shannon Elmore, and you've been listening to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. Yes, we do. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's... Wait! Where's your phone? Oh, I'll do it with my phone. Well, here, write that down on my phone. This, and then you can record. Okay. Because that way you have the video on there and you can edit it real easy from yours. That's a smart way to do it. Look at you. You're tricky, aren't you? Doopy doopy doo. 
Uh, can I start now? Go. Can I start now? I'm yep. good? Okay.